This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by BHP. Reducing greenhouse gas emissions in the production of copper is critical. That's why BHP has committed to solar, wind and battery agreements to help power their copper mine at Olympic Dam in South Australia. It's happening now at BHP. Visit bhp.com slash critical to find out more. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has announced that he wants to become the President of the United States. Now a contender for the Republican nomination, he'll go head-to-head with another Florida resident, former President Donald Trump. With this race heating up, let's have a look at who DeSantis is, what issues he's known for, and whether he's got a shot to become the Republican nominee and maybe even President. Squeeze Shortcuts is your backstory to the news. I'm Alex Ty. And I'm Claire Kimball. Claire, I've been saying Ron DeSantis. That's because in his campaign videos, that's how he pronounces his name, DeSantis. All right. That seems fair enough. We might as well call him the way he wants to be known. So <laughs> Let's do that. DeSantis announced his presidential campaign this week via a live Twitter conversation and It was actually a disaster. Twitter crashed. There were technical glitches. Random music started playing. (laughs) We didn't actually hear from DeSantis for the first 20 minutes. And everybody was having a good laugh at his expense and Elon Musk's expense. But let's stay away from the carnival and let's start with the substance, a brief sketch of who Ron DeSantis actually is. Yeah, and probably let's start at the beginning. Mm. Um, DeSantis was born in Florida. His mother was a nurse. His father installed TV rating boxes. Uh, And during school, he was a star baseball player. That actually took him to Yale, of course, one of America's very prestigious universities. And from there, he went to Harvard Law School. After Harvard, DeSantis was a naval officer and then he ran for election in Florida uh, for a seat in the United States House of Representatives and he won. He was in that National Congress from 2013 till 2018. And that's a fairly typical background for a politician, I reckon. Where DeSantis starts to pull away from the pack is after Donald Trump becomes president in 2016 and DeSantis seeks Trump's endorsement to become the governor of Florida. Yeah, so that's for the governor's race in 2018 and he ended up winning that and becoming the governor with Trump's endorsement. Florida is a huge state in America. It's the third biggest state, so it's got a very big profile on the national political scene. But DeSantis's prominence really took off during the pandemic. Yeah, it really did because he took such a hardline stance against lockdowns, including opposing mask mandates and keeping schools open throughout the pandemic. And since the pandemic and the massive bump that it gave to DeSantis's profile, he's turned Florida into something of a right-wing cultural haven. Yeah, it certainly didn't hurt him. Uh, when he was re-elected governor just last year, he won that with a 19% margin, mm. uh, which is huge given Florida has always been a swing state. He has turned into a very, very popular leader there. All right, let's get into the policies that have underpinned his success. So Florida under DeSantis, as I said, has become something of a right-wing haven and a case study for right-wing governance. 
And DeSantis is going to be pointing at that record in Florida during his presidential campaign. So let's get into his record. Yeah, so he really defined himself in opposition uh, to what he calls woke ideology. Uh, He's talked about the war on woke and said that Florida is where woke goes to die. In actual policy terms, (laughs) what that means is DeSantis has banned abortions after six weeks of pregnancy. Uh, It's made Florida one of the most restrictive states for reproduction rights in the United States. Uh, He signed a law that allows gun owners to carry concealed weapons with a permit, and he's made it easier to impose the death penalty. Uh, Another thing he's done is also ban minors from receiving what they call gender-affirming surgery and care. That last move is part of DeSantis's crusade against the LGBTQI plus community, and it's a good lead into one of his other signature bills, which was officially called the Parental Rights in Education Bill, or what critics called the Don't Say Gay Bill. Yeah, so it bans primary school classrooms from discussing sexual orientation and gender identity. A lot of leaders and even companies were very strongly opposed to that bill, and one company that spoke out very clearly against it was Disney. Disney, exactly. Mickey Mouse company. And that might sound weird, but Disney is a huge, huge player in the Florida economy, with lots of theme parks in the state and lots and lots of employees. And some of those Disney employees were really unhappy with the bill. So the company condemned it and vowed to try and get the law repealed. Yeah, so that started a feud between Disney and DeSantis, and that's been going on for more than a year now. DeSantis said that he wouldn't be bossed around by what he called woke corporations. And the details of that feud and what DeSantis did next get into some pretty wonky territory, but the short version is that Disney has this special tax zone in Florida that allows them to, you know, build theme parks more freely and control the areas where the theme parks are. And DeSantis is trying to make it a lot harder for Disney to enjoy that special status in Florida. So in response, Disney sued, uh, accusing him of a targeted campaign of government retaliation. Uh, We also heard last week that Disney has pulled a plan to build a US $1 billion headquarters in Florida, and that would have created an additional 2,000 jobs in the state. And the political context here that's important is that Republican politicians like to say they're pro-business, but this fight with Disney has made some of DeSantis's allies uneasy. And the experts think it's also taken some numbers off DeSantis's polling. But the main challenge to DeSantis's campaign is the man he is going up against for the Republican nomination, Donald Trump. So let's look at that race now. Before we get into what might be in the news next week, a message from our podcast advertiser, BHP. This week, they're keen to share with Squizzers how the resources they mine are key to the energy transition to renewable energy. Yeah, we often hear about the push towards renewable energy, but what doesn't get as much attention is the role resources play in making that transition possible. Take steel, for instance. It's a key material used in the construction of renewable energy infrastructure as well as in bridges, transportation, hospitals and schools. And a big part of it comes from iron ore. BHP says the importance of responsibly produced Australian iron ore is clear. And by that, they mean reducing the greenhouse gas emissions associated with iron ore production. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power their port facilities at Port Hedland. It's happening now at BHP, and if you want to learn more, visit bhp.com forward slash critical. You'll find that link in your episode notes. 
Donald Trump announced last year that he wants a second go at the presidency. So if DeSantis wants to be the Republican nominee, he has to go through Trump. And Trump has already started swinging some punches. Yeah, that's right. In typical Trump style, he's been giving some nicknames to his opponent. Mm. Uh, for DeSantis, he's called him DeSanctimonious. Uh, and during DeSantis's announcement, Trump posted to social media saying his collar is too big. Okay. Uh, and Trump has also been saying that DeSantis doesn't have political skills or the personality to be a really big-time leader. It's been pretty brutal. DeSantis has been more muted in his responses to Trump, but in his campaign announcement, he made a little dig saying that government is not entertainment, it's not about building a brand. But the fact of the matter is, polling shows that Trump is way ahead of DeSantis. Just this week, CNN released a poll of the preferred candidates among Republican voters, showing Trump at 53% and DeSantis in distant second at 26%. But, Claire, there's a huge unknown in this election, which is Trump's legal troubles. Yep, legal troubles have really been an issue for Donald Trump of late. Mm. Uh, He's being criminally prosecuted for those alleged hush money payments to a former adult actress. Uh, He's also being pursued for not disclosing it as a campaign expense, those payments. Um, And at this stage, that trial is going to go to court right in the middle of the voting season for the Republican nomination. That will be in March next year. But it's worth noting that when this indictment of Trump was announced uh, just a couple of months ago. It actually made him the centre of attention again. It put Trump really firmly back on the agenda Hmm. and that perversely uh, benefited him in those Republican polls. Some analysis I heard this week, Claire, is that DeSantis is actually a really similar candidate to Donald Trump, which is maybe why he's struggling to win over Trump voters who prefer the original. Mm. But if those legal troubles of Trump's get worse, and perhaps if Trump goes to prison, that's a possibility, that could leave the field wide open for DeSantis. And that is your shortcut on Ron DeSantis. We're going to be staying on top of the US presidential campaign and watching it very closely, and we'll bring you updates as it goes along. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Kate Watson, co-host of News Club and The Weekly Wrap, jumping in here to say thank you for listening to our podcasts first and foremost. And if you like them, we'd really appreciate it if you could share them. Tell your mates about us. Tell your family. Tell your barista. Tell your hairdresser. Whoever you think might be interested in the news that we cover. You telling people about us is still the number one way we grow. Thanks in advance.